Let's do it. Eight <laughs> up. One o'clock on this Friday afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Valley Variety. I am Jacob Jones. He is Ben Yates. What's up, Ben? Hey, what's going on, Jacob? We have a very special guest from ASU Women's Soccer, Kennedy Mayo. Hello. Good to see you. Nice Thanks for here. coming in. Of course. Play your interview for the first time in Valley Variety history. We made it. We, did we made it. it. <laughs> we have more, more than we can say for other podcasts out there, not naming any off the top of my head. Do we have names? Uh, I mean, yes, we do. But do we, are we at liberty to say the names? I don't think so. I don't We're not think affiliated so. with Blaze yet. I don't think. I don't think so either. You know, we've all, we've gotten this far, so I think uh, saying out names and calling out other podcasts is probably not the greatest idea. Okay, don't don't talk about Kenji like that. <laughs> oh, 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 there it is. But ASU women's soccer will begin their spring season tomorrow against Northern Arizona. The Lumberjacks come to Tempe at the ASU soccer practice field. How excited are you to get this spring season underway? Boy, I'm excited. Ever since last semester when the season ended, it's really nice to get back out there with my teammates after a long break, Christmas break. So I'm ready to get back on the field, you know, win some games and yeah, go. There's no doubt about it. And so speaking of winning games, you guys started out the year 5-0 and last year to start out the year. How important for athletes, you know, we talk about a lot as sports journalists, how important Women can be either, whether it be the crowd, whether it be, you know, that's why they call it home field advantage, because you have that momentum and you have that going to your side. But how important is it, especially in a sport like soccer, to have communication? Because, you know, it's a big, it's a big playing field. It's mm -hmm. not like any other sport where you're running, constantly running back and forth and mm -hmm. always kind of have to be on your guard. So how important is momentum, not only for wins, but also on the field with your teammates? Momentum is huge, especially last semester when we were five and zero. Like I think I feel like that was when our team was really like together. Like to, in order to have momentum, like you need to be like as one. And I feel like especially with the incoming freshmen last semester, that is like immediately what we did. Just like team first mentality. Like everyone needs to be on the same page. And especially how you're talking about like home court advantage yeah. or home field advantage and stuff like that. Just, like, being able to have, like, friends and family just, like, watch you play and, like, you just win. Just being able to just win as a team and to, like, keep winning, like, throughout this season and throughout the semester is just huge. So, yeah. On that note, I, you know, I want to kind of talk about that and, you know, kind of speaking to almost to the 942 crew. And mm -hmm. so we've seen the pictures on their Twitter, you know, they got they like to come out to soccer games mm -hmm. and, you know, but how important as athletes to have the, not only the student um, participation with the games, but also have the fans come. You know, how important is that really to athletes? It means so much to all of us, especially like I know for me, like um, coming from like high school to here, it's like a completely different environment. You go from like your parents just being in the audience to like actual like students you go to school with mm -hmm. and like the whole 942 crew and everything. It's just amazing the amount of support that this school gives to um, not just sports, but like also women in sports. Mm -hmm. So that's just been an absolute blast to see them there. There's no doubt about it. And so mm -hmm. when you have the games, you go up to the locker room. Do you have a ritual you do before every game that's significant, unique to yourself? What do you have before you do everything? Me, I've been doing this since I want to say like five. Like I would always put on like my right shin guard first and then my okay. left shin guard, then oh, my wow. right shin. Yeah, it's, so it's super weird. So like really specifically, you yeah. have 
have to do the right shin guard first. Right, right, right. If I, like, do the left one first, I have to, like, take it off and put on, like, it's... Oh, really? Yeah, it's, oh, like, okay. crazy. Have and you ever, like, done it accidentally and want, went out into the field with oh, the no, left no, on no, first? Oh, no, 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 no. Like, Never. I'm always going to, like, make sure my right... Okay. It's, it's, like, really weird. But you, but sometimes you've done it left and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm like, oh, like, oh gotta take it, yeah. <laughs> But, but um, something I'll also do, I've also been listening to, like, um, Lil Nas X, the, okay. the okay. new song. <laughs> okay. Like, all my friends hate on me for this, but, like, his new song, Industry Baby, I always listen to that before <laughs> I go out. Like, that's just, like, a must. So how, Yeah, how, is it, how important is it to hype yourself up? Because, I, like, I do it just, like, for a test or something. I have mm. to go, like, get myself ready to, like, right. you know, settle the nerves kind of thing. How mm. important is that, just, like, to... So, and do you still get nerves every time oh, yeah. you go? Oh, yeah. Like, really? I'm, like, nervous to play tomorrow because, you know, I'm still a freshman, and to be able to, like, get playing time as a freshman is just crazy. So you still want to, like, hype yourself up regardless if you're getting play time or not. Like, you're on the field with your team. Like, you're playing big games with your team. Like, you just got to, like, rape yourself up, you know, yeah. get hype. I you know? will. On the, our Instagram and tr eventually a Twitter poll, we do have polls uh, around here. We're going to put one of them up right now. Uh, is Industry Baby a must? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> People, I know, People I are definitely going to say no. <laughs> I mean, I just, I vibe out to, I vibe out to in my car. Exactly. Oh, yes? It's good. It's just, it's not. Do I you know, actually? Oh, yeah. I'm having just a revelation <laughs> here. Baby, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> here, but I had no I think, idea. I think, I think we all, I think we all know what it sounds like. I don't have to. I don't have to sing the lyrics. Can you please? Can, can we uh, go to the next question? <laughs> oh, um, boy. Let, let's go, let's go. Uh, so we do have something going on huge in women's soccer right now. Uh, the U.S. women's are finally getting equal pay. How do you, as a women's soccer player in college, look up to that and see, wow, finally, like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's just hearing that was like really like mind blowing. It sucks that it, like took so long for us to get there, but like I'm like it's I'm so glad that we finally got there. That like you know equality is now being like a big thing now as it should have been from the jump. But mm -hmm. it's glad that women are being recognized for doing the same thing that men do, and they should be getting paid equally for it. And especially with all like the NWSL like allegations that were going on like throughout the year it's like really nice to know that um like people do care and that you know equality is coming and it has so people mm -hmm. pay there's Ooh. no doubt about it mm -hmm. there's no doubt about it and so we talked about a little bit before the show you know also also how diverse your team is you know mm -hmm. your coaches from england you have people from all around the country the world really how does that help not only just your team but kind of building the connections that you have people from all around the country all coming to Tempe mm -hmm. to, you know, and, um, and obviously one big team. How important is diversity for you guys to have that, these different, not only different mindsets, but different experiences, different, you know, coming from different uh, pathways and all coming here? Um, it's been crazy. Like, our team is full of, like, people from really, like, all over the world. Like, I don't think I've met so many people. Like, it's basically like America's, like, melting pot on our team. Like, mm -hmm. England, Iceland, Mexico, just, like, really everywhere. And it's so nice to see, like, people's, like, different point of views and stuff like that on and off the field. So not only, like, knowing them on the field and how they play, but, like, knowing how differently they live and, like, things they go through off the field. So it's just been, like, really nice. Like, these are some of my closest friends, and they're from all over the world. So it's been so nice 
just learning new things from all of them. So, right. mm-hmm. what are the things you've learned from them all? Um, I don't know. Like they all <laughs> say, like they all have like different words. Especially my uh, teammate Carrie always has like different things. Cause like England, they always have like different words for things. So she'll yeah. always say like football instead of like soccer and stuff like that. It's just her acts. Like everyone's accent is like. It's, it's great, but on my team, I always say this, but I feel like I'm, like, a minority in a minority because, <laughs> one, there's, like, six Americans on the team. No no hate in that, but there's, like, six Americans on the team, and I'm also um, African-American playing soccer. So, yeah, it's been, been great. <laughs> so, yeah. so we had talked about earlier the football, soccer, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of peeves people off from either England or Mexico who, you know, America is really, United States is really the only country in the whole world that kind of knows football as soccer. Mm -hmm. You know, I have friends from England who say it's a made-up, soccer is a made-up word that Americans created Mm -hmm. to feel important. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, and maybe it's different with your teammates. You know, is there, should we retire the name soccer? Should football (laughs) be football? We can have, you know, we still call American football, you know, there's a reason they call American football because there is that difference. Should soccer be retired as the name? Honestly, I don't care. Like, <laughs> soccer, soccer, you know, it's it's a universal thing. My team actually told me that America is the only country that actually says soccer. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else says football. So, you know, soccer, soccer, football is football. Whatever you call it, it's the same thing, really. So. It's incredible. Even the, even, you know, I've been, been able to go to Canada. Even Canada, they call it football mm-hmm. I, was, right? I was amazed <laughs> i was amazed yeah. i was you know they because they have their international team in canada mm-hmm. and it's the canada football club mm-hmm. even canada wants nothing to do with this i know even, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty good eh? <laughs> uh, should soccer be called football yes or no that's another poll question yeah mm-hmm. that is that's a good doing. one that's a that's a really good one and what should football be called i'm just gonna put it the whole tab, like, give us answers, please. I'm talking to you, Roger Goodell. <laughs> time to, time, time to, time to switch it up. Yeah, I think it is time to switch it up. Is it? I think it is. Okay. Uh, football, football, whatever you want to call it. It's, you know, I think they kick like six or seven times in American football. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. a game. It's not really using their feet a whole lot. True. Huh? I don't know. It's it should be like handball or something. Handball. Handball. Yeah. yeah. That, that'd be that, anything. We're, we're number one. <laughs> in, we're maybe we can ask ASU. National. You guys are you guys are number one in innovation. Yeah. yeah. What should the new name of American football be? The National Pigskin League. Mm. Pigs. Ooh. Pigskin. Yeah. That'd be a good one. That's a good one. So we talked about you know how important pride is to ASU. Another thing that's really important with pride is the pride of our schools and especially our rivals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll say U of A here, but we do not, cons- you know, call U of A, U of A. Down we, south. We call, the, we call down the, south. Team, the school down mm-hmm. south. You know, have you really, you know, did you have a childhood rival growing up playing soccer? Yes, I did. It was, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this, but I was like, it okay. was, yeah. um... It was Mustang. It was this was like when I was in California. So sure. it was them. Like our club team absolutely hated them. You know that was like our go-to rival. Like we had to beat them, and it was it was probably like the worst rivalry ever. Like there was so much like it was so competitive. So not like not like toxic, but it was very like you know right. like one has to win. Like almost like the U of A <laughs> ASU yeah. rivalry. It's like that. There's yeah. no ties in that. Game. Yeah. No. No. No ties. Tie. Someone got to win. Have you started to feel that? You know, as you've played, you guys have played U of A a couple times. Mm-hmm. Now, have you started to feel that 
it's just a different game when you guys play U of A? Yeah, even though I've only played them once, and we're going to play them soon in mm-hmm. our spring season, but just, like, that one game and just everything leading up to it, it's just, you, like, build up so much, like, unknown, hang- like, anger. Yeah. It's, it's so weird, but, like, rivalries are huge, especially in soccer. Like, they are huge. Like, there are no ties. Like, somebody's going to win, like... Yeah, that's exactly. I'm really glad to hear you say it because you know, you know, <laughs> and that's just every sport. You know, it could be soccer, water mm-hmm. polo. I don't really care what matter. it is. This that guy, is as long like, as someone's beating you, yeah. Over. This guy's the biggest ASU fan ever. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. The, if there's anyone that says I don't like U of A, he'll shake their hand. Right. Uh, Automatically really? friends right there. Oh, They'll buy you. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you also pay the fines for all the uh, games that people storm the court or the floor or the yes, field. Yes, I, oh. I I love to see it. He Love does like paying those yes, fines. Should absolutely. should fans, if we get a big win, should the fans storm the pitch? Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. There you absolutely. Go. I would be more than happy to pay that fine if we <laughs> if we beat a top five team. This is like the fifth time that Jacob wants to pay a fine. It's just added to my my. Uh, <laughs> we did it to, we did it to UCLA. We <laughs> we almost did it to U of A. Uh, well, I wouldn't say almost. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of got blown out by twenty points it's at the end of that one. It's about pride. It is. Innovative. You know, it's it is because you know U of A. That's I'm so glad to hear you say it because U of A. You know, it's a different kind of thing for kids growing up. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up a Sunnyvale fan, so U of A wasn't a school. Mm-hmm. U of A was a team that right. would come that would come to town every once in a while. They play us, and I'd see the A, and I'd be like, "Ew, gross." But yeah, get out. And you know, you know, the week leading up to U of A is also considered hate week mm-hmm. at ASU. Mm-hmm. So I think having that, I'm obviously I'm sure having that pride along with your teammates, just yeah. raising your play to the next level mm-hmm. when you play a team. And also, do you get, uh, you know, because you say you're from California, mm-hmm. Southern California, I believe. Is, are you from Northern California? Northern California. Mm-hmm. So do you get a different feel when you go up to Cal or Stanford and when you go and play up there? Is, it, is that a different feel as well? It, it really is. Like, even though it doesn't feel like a rivalry, like a rivalry, you, like, still want to win, even though it's, like, your hometown and stuff like that. Me, personally, I feel like it is. And our goalkeeper, Julia, is also from California. So mm-hmm. both of us kind of feel the same way when we're playing, like, teams in California. And it's always like, we have to beat them. Like, you know, this was, like, our home state. But we, you know, we got to beat them, show them who ACU exactly. is, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Forks up all the way. All the way. Yeah. And, no and you scored a goal this last season right mm-hmm. in the fall and you won the game right yeah so you're undefeated when you score yeah yeah that's truly yeah that's <laughs> so when you score we're gonna win that's right win. yeah that's all, all right win. get more goals to kennedy and we win <laughs> that's the kind of stat i'm all about <laughs> the kind of stat i'm all about one and oh isn't anything you call it undefeated that's what you have it's undefeated. Right. It's not one to know. It's undefeated. Undefeated. There you go. It's, a, it's, a, it's not undefeated. It's mentality. Yes, yeah, know. One to know. There you go. It's because right. everything he wants in the side of heart. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my. It's another quote we like. He loves <laughs> I like saying around here. Well done. Well said. Yeah. Well done is better than well said. That's good. It's a, a Monty Williams, head coach of the, F- the Suns. Really. Kind he, of thing. He likes mentioning Monty Williams a lot. Because <laughs> well, if I keep mentioning his name, he might come on. He might be in love. Mm. Because I mean. I Manifest. Mean, not, right there. Might, not might be in love. Are you in love with Monty Williams? Yes or no? Paul. Thank you for that. I mean, I she mean, gets the show. I mean, I am. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. He's a, he's a very nice man. It, it was really nice having you on. We really appreciate it. It was a pleasure on our end. Uh, Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, really. We'd love to have you on again sometime. This is Absolutely. awesome. And best, not only best of luck on your se- in your season, but we'll be cheering you on and and best of luck to you and your teammates and uh, go beat that school down south along with all the other schools. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. 
welcome back to the Valley Variety. We had a fantastic interview with Kennedy Mayo, uh, and now we're going to go into the rest of our show. Thanks again to Kennedy Mayo for stopping by the studio. Such a pleasure to have her on, and again, wishing her luck on the ASU women's soccer spring season. But the big news coming out of Tempe last night, not only did ASU take out the Cal Golden Bears, but... And a blowout. And a blowout, just another impressive win by the Sunday Bowl men's basketball team, but... ASU women's head basketball coach Charlie Turner-Thorne is retiring after 25 years as at the helm in Tempe. Wow. And just... We I, got the news during the game I last was, night. We sat down at the student section, and I looked at my phone, and I saw a picture of CTT, and underneath was um, her stepping down. Yeah, it's shocking. It just... I, not only did I not see it coming, but it just... I think it... You know, I was very upset i was mm-hmm. i didn't you know really know how to react you know i just that this kind of news but i think it also speaks to her legacy and how not like what she did here i led the best era of women's basketball in program history right and it's obviously impossible to replace her and what she's done for women's basketball at asu but i think getting ready to go forward you know you know i know one day we'll have her her name up in the rafters and it's just really sad to see her go yeah, uh, I mean, it was a really disappointing season, and for the women's basketball team, they just got out of the Pac-12 tournament, uh, and there's no shot for them in the in their women's March Madness right. at this point. Right. Uh, and but she has had a fantastic legacy here, Charlie Turner Thorne. Yeah. Uh, and you almost hate to think of who's going to replace her, because you think you know it could be possible that. You know, you'll get a good coach back, but it will never be Charlie Turner Thorne. No, no, it's not. It's hard to leave a legacy. It's almost like Coach K now. Yeah. You know, I'm obviously Coach K coaching his last game tomorrow um, at uh, at Duke, which is really crazy to think about. The ticket prices for that are like in the the thousands. Five thousand. It has the ticket price for that game is more expensive than eight out of the last ten Super Bowls. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, man, you want to go see Coach K's last game? No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> man, that's where it's nice to have. If you're if you're a student, you get to download your tickets for free. Oh my god! Imagine the student section there. Oh, imagine they how... have to pay a thousand dollars. That'd be interesting. Oh, I mean, you're already paying your tuition at Duke, a very nice university. Very nice. Yeah, I don't want to say that about Duke. No, it's. I I'm mean, sorry. I, I'm I know sorry. You... I'm biased. I know I'm biased. you don't. But... Sorry, Coach K. Actually, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that kind of. It's that kind of. It's the same, you know, situation where a, someone, obviously Coach K's been there for for years. I'm not sure exactly when he started, but, um, I, but you know, just that, it's that legacy that you just can't, you know, it's not, but it's no one's job to build back the legacy that's, um, that was built. It's just, you know, leading a new era. So that's, that's what Duke is going to do. That's what AC Women's Basketball is going to do. That's a really good question. How long has Coach K been at Duke? Because I, I can look it up and find out. It's but I don't time. want to. I'd like to guess 100 years. All right. Okay. <laughs> give me a real, give me a guess. Give me a, what I'm do you going, think? I'm going 50. 50? This is his 50th season. That, I'm going with it. That, that sounds right. That sounds right. Maybe 70, if I'm being generous. <laughs> but man, it just feels like I never saw him when he wasn't, you know, the coach of Duke, and maybe you know, I was born in two thousand, so it's not, it's not exactly fair, but. And he's like old, as old as, or older than Roy Williams, and Roy Williams looked like a dinosaur when he retired last year. Oh yeah. And Coach K looks fantastic. 
Like I, I, I got to give him credit to whoever, you know, does his makeup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or dyes his hair. This dude ages phenomenally. 42 seasons. 42? At Duke. Wow. 42 seasons. I was kind of joking about 50, but 42 sounds like a long time. Started in 1980. <laughs> Jeez. And you just think about all the players that have gone through since 1980. Mm-hmm. All the legends that Duke has had. You know, it just it's crazy to think about. So we obviously wish both a happy retirement. Maybe you don't wish Coach K no, I'll as happy him, as retirement. I'll, I'll give him a standing O. He did a good job. You true, know, I'll true. I'll just I'll clap. You know what? I'll clap for yeah. both. Clap for both of them. Yes. CTT and, Coach, and K. Coach K. They deserve this. Seriously. They, it does. You know, there's no better way to go out than against uh, UNC. Oh, is that the UNC game? Oh, that's why it's even more expensive. It's a North Carolina rivalry too. Exactly, and you know to make it. And then you make it Coach K's Ooh. last game. UNC's got to be like, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? It's a, we, this is our game too. But should, they're definitely. Should UNC be upset? Yes or no? Oh, maybe. I, mean, I don't know. We're, I mean, you're, you're playing second fiddle. Yeah. To Coach K. <laughs> His last game at the Duke. The whole entire Duke team is playing second fiddle. Oh yeah. It, <laughs> Only Coach, Coach K if is. Coach K could one. go on the floor. <laughs> yeah, he probably would. <laughs> Get him a jersey. Make make him take the take the last shot of the game, just like Bobby Hurley Jr., who did not take the shot last night as well. That's upsetting. I, even though we yelled at him after the the uh, Oregon game too. We want Bobby. We do want Bobby. The stu- whole student section wanted Bobby. Apparently, his own father doesn't want Bobby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess he just doesn't want his son to succeed. <laughs> God. Oh, huh. That's we're okay, not going to get in trouble. For okay, that. maybe that's a little harsh. Nah, nah. nah. I mean, come on. Nah. It's a tough love. Let Bobby shoot. T- let Bobby shoot. shoot. Let, let Bobby, Bobby shoot. Let Bobby shoot. But right. another really uh, incredible performance by ASU men's basketball. They are playing their best basketball at the right time. Right no, now. not at the right time. At the wrong time. If, like, seriously, this is the wrong time. You should have done this a long time ago. If you had this momentum throughout the entire season, you'd have a like a higher seed and not have to go through the Pac-12 just to get a shot in the tournament. True, that like is you, true. Like if you look at the Pac-12, you're going against U of A or UCLA in one of the first rounds. Colorado maybe, but even then, you've been beat by Colorado senselessly at your own home. Mm-hmm. What whether or not you did it at theirs doesn't matter. You're in the Pac-12 tournament now. It's make it or break it. Yeah. And you're bra- you have bra- broken this whole team the entire season, and you expect to get some reward for that at the end of it. There's no way. You have U of A and UCLA. It just doesn't happen like that. I'm sorry, ASU fan. It's not going to happen, Jacob. <laughs> it's now not going to happen. Now that's you know. It's almost like me saying Kentucky's going to win the national championship. I don't know if they are. I know they're going to make the tournament, though. <laughs> Doesn't matter what they do in the SEC tournament. They're making March Madness. Bum, bum, ba-dum, bum. <laughs> that's but ASU. That's, uh, it also just, you know, there's, there's really no way to tell. You know, ASU basketball right now has just been a lot. They're shooting a lot better. It's frustrating. It really is to, when you kind of look back at the U of, when you look back at the U of A game in Tucson, when you look back at the Colorado game, when you look back at the USC game, Said, man, if you know you have this, these qualities, these tendencies against these teams, you know those are all wins. And so it's going to be a good, it's a really interesting question of who shows up in the tourney. Now there's a lot of more, you know, you're not, you're playing more for pride now than you are. Yeah. You know, teams play better loose, and that's exactly what's going on with ASU. So I do think they'll win a tournament game, but when it does come to the pressure, I, I don't think ASU has 
the horses to because you you you're gonna have to end up running into a UCLA again. It's, right. It's it's undeniable. You know, it's just it's just what it is. Well, I'll give them this defense. Fantastic. Absolutely. It's that our defense has been a, a crazy. It is one of the best defenses in the Pac-12. Probably the best in the Pac-12. If yeah. I just swing at it, uh, but it's the offense that is horrible. We, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's horrible offense. I can't stand to watch it. Right. I'm gonna say bold words here, Jacob, and you're not gonna like it. I hate the offense. Yeah. So does every other ASU fan who goes to DFA. You know, it's. Yeah. We even saw that last night. Even in the the pounding of Cal. You know, our offense at times was, you know, very, very back and forth. Yeah. Jay nope. Heath, DJ Horn. Uh, Kamani Lawrence was pretty efficient. He was. Uh, but everyone else was struggling. Like, the amount of hands on heads of, like, what was that? That was horrible. It was, like, in the hundreds it just, at that game. There's no doubt. It just, I think it's just, not only does it get frustrating, but it also, you know, you know, a guy missed a dunk last night. Right. I think, was it Jay Heath who missed a Jay, he went up and just he the couldn't. entire first half for Jay Heath was the worst performance from a single player I've seen in a long time. It, and you <laughs> can and you, really bold and you with can, this. And you can tell he feels bad, but at the end of the day, it just doesn't. What does that translate to? It's it's not it's not. You know, sometimes it's wins, but it's also because guys like Kamani are stepping up at the right time. Right. So who steps up in the Pac-12 tournament? You know, some guy has to take a you know because you're not you know if you want to beat UCLA again. Because right. one, you know, I think we'll probably place play Colorado mm-hmm. or Utah, Oregon again. Right, and for Colorado, you've we've seen how they can beat Colorado and how Colorado can beat us. Yeah, uh, played them twice. Exactly. So we we have you know the footage to see what we did wrong and what they did wrong and what we can do to make it better. Mm-hmm. UCLA was a different story though, and what happened in UCLA is that we were shooting. Yeah. Shooting efficient shots uh, against a Johnny Juzang off night. Uh, and I don't know if that can happen. And Tiger Campbell was yeah. horrible as well. Absolutely. Uh, or I think I got that last name wrong. But Tiger. Yep. It's Tiger Campbell. <laughs> it yeah. is Campbell? Yep. Yes. Tiger Campbell. Because <laughs> so there was two people in the I'm student so section smart. cheering for Tiger Campbell yeah. in the AC student section. But night. it was an off night for their two stars at UCLA. And I don't know if that's going to happen in a tournament setting. Right. Because UCLA last year when they were in the tournament, let's not even, well, you don't want to go yeah. against that team. So there's a few teams that ASU could possibly play. You know, you might be able to play Stanford again. Could play Utah, could play Washington. Mm-hmm. But then you got the four teams you got who all have the buys. You could either play the Wildcats again. Yep. You could play USC, a very tough opponent. You could play UCLA again. Or you could play Colorado. Colorado is in the top four in the Pac-12 right now. If they keep, if they win one more game, they get a, a first round buy in the Pac-12 tourney. Good for them. That's that's what they're looking at. <laughs> and so, if you want to play go play go Colorado, go play Colorado again. Uh, you be, okay? Be my guest. I guest, but but then you know, it just it's a question of, but then if you beat Colorado, even you know, you have to go play SC. Yeah. You got to go play U of A. So this whole ride and road to ASU is going to be extremely tough if they do want to make the tourney, which is very up in the air. It'd take, it'd take quite a run to make it to the Pac-12 tournament, obviously. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, it's not the only basketball going on right now. Yes. The NBA is coming close to the end of their season, they too. Are. The Suns, more games. Yeah, our own Phoenix Suns here, 
they're they're doing good. They're in a really good spot right now. But they got a tough schedule up ahead. Mm. They they don't have their two all stars right now, uh, and now you got Durant is coming back. I think he just did last night. Harden and Embiid look like the best yeah. duo in the league. Mm. Oladipo is coming back to a phenomenal Miami Heat team. More defense on that defensive squad. Ridiculous. Oh yeah. John Morant is making a case for his MVP. Yes. And the Lakers, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors oh, are on a losing trend. More on the Lakers, please? I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Lakers. Actually, let's do it. Russell Westbrook, I want you gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, this is, as a Phoenix Suns fan, this is a dream come true. Yeah. He, LeBron gets exactly what he wants. Russell Westbrook, he gets mellow. He gets AD. He gets everything. Every player he's ever wanted. Yeah. And he still has a losing record. And I don't know if that goes into, you know, how ruinous it can be for a player to dictate an entire franchise, or if that's a franchise that made a mistake, trusting LeBron to make every decision for them. Well, look, there's no question that LeBron is still dominant. You know, he's at, what, 36, 37 years old? However. 37. 37. Yeah. You know, he's, he's so he now, now he runs off pure talent. But you, you can see he's slowing up a little bit. He, he doesn't, he's not, if it's not completely necessary, he's, Jogging back up the floor, right. walking back up the floor. Well, that goes I went into to his longevity. Yeah, and so I went to a playoff game five of the playoffs last year, where LeBron, you know, lost a rebound and he was just walking back as the Suns were running back up the floor. Sure. So it was a five on four. So I think he's, but then he just has enough talent, just pure talent. But then you guys got like Westbrook, who hasn't been the same. AD, who's injury prone. Mm-hmm. Mello, uh, Mello, Trevor Ariza. Melo's a great player for the Lakers. I know people look at Melo's stats and you're like, wow, that's not really great. But he's a great addition that spreads the floor out for LeBron and Westbrook to drive and AD if they're all back. But you have three players driving and one Melo on the outside. It's not looking great. You have Malik Monk who's doing good. Like Malik Monk is like the third star right now. Yeah, I think the real question is, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting question for a lot of for the next few weeks is, do the Lakers have enough to make the playoffs right now? They have enough to make the play in. Right. I don't know if that really. I think that might translates. be the real question. Do you get the even the play? You know, probably have to go on the road for the play in game. Yeah, you'll have to go. You'll have to win both games just to get the eight seed. Exactly. Uh, so it's, and when you get that eight seed, guess who you're up against Phoenix. Yeah. And you do not want to be against Phoenix. That deep of a team, that good of a shooting, that good of a defensive squad. You have Mikael Bridges that will defend the heck out of LeBron. Yeah. It's, did it last year. Yeah, and, and it didn't work out. No. Four and know. one. You had Suns in six. Was it six? <sighs> it was a six game. <sighs> six. Kobe, because uh, young Kobe. Sorry, Devin, I wanted that game to go away. <laughs> Devin, uh, Devin Booker went off for almost like 45 points at game, in game six. Yeah. But and with the Suns right now, it's a really interesting question. You know, you have Booker and health and safety protocols for at least a few more days. You, Chris Paul will just trying to come back for the postseason. Mm-hmm. But you're still blowing out the trailblazers you're still taking it to them you're still you know winning these games so i think the depth of the suns is really being up shown at its highest right now right i think the real question for and i think a lot of suns fans feel this right now is just how you know it's, it feels like a similar it feels like a cinderella ride it feels like man this is just the best season we've ever had because it is the best season we've ever had yeah but, it is but where's the pumpkin you know when does this thing stop you know, where's the finals, hopefully. And, you know, we hope the finals, and I think that's kind of what we thought last year, and I didn't really have any expectations going to the playoffs, and then we made the finals. I was like, wow, right. how how neat. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, man, our logo is gold plated. That's pretty cool. I like, but I think for the Suns right now, the big question is, you know, how is how many games can you win down the stretch to get exactly where you want? I'm not, you know, and, and then you start going to the, you know, I think now is the time where, you know, 20 games left. You start thinking about who you're playing in the playoffs. And the Suns have to worry about maybe the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Jazz might be on their minds. Lakers in the first round might be a, oh, gosh, I don't want to go into LeBron again. But, I mean, when you get to the finals, that's when it's going to be really interesting because the East is so deep. Yeah. You have DeMar DeRozan with the Bulls. You have the Sixers that just now got Harden and Embiid, and they're looking like the best duo in years. You have the Miami Heat. Yeah. Like four or five defensive players that will guard up every single one of your players. And then you have those Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Again. The defending champs. And that, yeah, I know who they are. <laughs> but, you know, someone... I just wanted to make sure. I think someone asked me this last night, I think it was uh, our old friend Kenji. He yeah. said, you know, if you guys played in the finals again, finals rematch, mm-hmm. you know, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. And yeah. I don't think, I think the Suns would win a finals rematch. The Suns restructured their team to go against the Bucks. The Bucks, yeah. And I think just because of that was, the Bucks was a really good uh, just simulation of what, if, of the just a really dominant NBA team mm-hmm. of Giannis and Middleton and Holiday and Brooke Lopez and PJ, whoever, you know, everyone on that team. It was just a good, it was not like, it was just a good test of, you know, that's, that's a good team. Yeah. yeah and so were we, so were we, we, were, we weren't a bad team, but we also were just weren't built big. We were built fast. We were built like the seven seconds or less, you know? Right. And so now we've added JaVale and, you know, I know Landry's having his tough shooting streak, but, you can still be extremely useful in the playoffs. You have Bismack Biombo. You have you have Alfred Payton. You have Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson. It's certainly a deep team, but when you look at the East, it's just you you're shocked yeah. at how they got this team put together. Like Miami, like they have Tyler Hero coming off the bench some games. Yeah, uh, and they're gonna have Oladipo come off the bench too eventually. And That's you still have incredible. Duncan Robinson. You yeah. have Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo in the starting lineup with PJ Tucker. Every single one of those players, their highest stat would be defense. Yeah. Like, there's not, I mean, Jimmy Butler, great offensively, Bam and Lowry as well. But the defense on that team is going to kill any anyone. That's why they're number one in the East right now. That's why Spostra is up there as, like, Coach of the Year nominee. I think as a Suns fan, I think the Heat, too, kind of, you know, you know, you watch Heat games and they're just taking out opponents by like collective and just you think about that and man it, it does it can, it does kind of give me the whoa yeah. you know the but I think the Suns also give the whoa factor to a lot of teams too you know and so not only that would be a fun finals matchup it'd also be two really equally matched teams you know it'd be it'd be the Suns you know who have guys like you know you have DeAndre and Jay and when we get Chris back and 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 Book and Macau and then you have the Heat with all their stars. That'd be, a, it'd just be not an interesting matchup, but it'd be two very, you know, equally matched teams going at it. You know, that'd be a fun, fun series. It'd almost be like the Suns Bucks series again. Yeah. Let, let us, let's wrap up the show with this one question here. Who was your finals matchup? Who wins? I have my Phoenix Suns. I think the Suns make the finals again. I, yeah. really, I really do. Okay. I, I'm not, I, as a Suns fan, I'm not worried about any other teams. It's not biased. I, 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 okay. It's a little biased, okay. but I, don't, I also don't think any other team can hang with the Suns no, in I a seven-game series. Uh, and then I have, I have the Heat. I have Suns. The and, heat. I have Suns and Heat NBA Finals. Do you have a 
four, five, or six. Seven. That's that's tough. You know, you know, we look at the, I look at the game before. You know, we played the Heat once this year, and so I need to go kind of see it again. But you know, those regular season matchups, we talked about it kind of yesterday about you know those when the Bulls of the Jazz used to be in the regular season. Yeah. The Jazz would just kill them. The Jazz would blow them up by twenty points, but then the Bulls would restructure their you know into playoff form. And I think having a year under their belt, the Suns are able to do that too. And I, I'd i have the Suns winning that in seven games. Okay. I I have the same matchup as you. It's Suns and Heat. Right. You're going to punch me when I say this. Wait, you have the... I have the Heat winning. In what? In seven? six. Six. Okay. Uh, and it's only because of defense. Uh, I, I respect rebounding above all stats. Right. And the rebounding of Miami, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that might kill the Suns. That because we've seen the rebounding problems that you know of Javale and stuff. And so if we can, and it also kind of leads up to what's coming up into the finals. And you know obviously that's extremely far. That's in June and July. Mm-hmm. But when that does come, and when we do get this opportunity, and it, we'll see what happens. Yep. And hopefully the Suns get some revenge. Yeah. Two Suns and Heat. I mean that's a that's a, like a match made in heaven. Yep. The Suns versus the Heat. Two basketballs on fire as their logos. Exactly. <laughs> Man, that'd be that'd be fun. You just like flaming basketballs? I really do. Okay. <laughs>